0: Aloha! I'm Soul, your host and founder of Soul University. Are the holidays less than a happy time for you? If so, it's time to add more happiness by joining us in this series. We have not only a lecture, but a live class. Each class provides time to laugh, vent, some frustrations. I invite you to join us to navigate the holiday season with a lot more confidence. Follow the registration instructions to join us for our weekly, live, lively conference call classroom. Get ready for some wonderful laughs, some ah ahas, all from the comfort of your phone. I look forward to meeting you and to being of service. And now, time for class. As New Year's Eve winds around into our consciousness, it's often a time where it's easy to get wrapped up in the flurry of preparing for a gathering, thinking about the new year. So today, let's gear up for the new year with grace and style. And to do that, we're going to look at three items. First, we'll look at lack versus abundance. We're going to focus on what does that look like? How does life change when we shift from focusing on lack. And we point our sights on abundance. Next, we'll discuss the difference between healthy and unhealthy reflections and resolutions. The difference between healthy and unhealthy reflections and resolutions. And finally, we're going to dive into making smarter goals. Smarter goals. This is something we talk about in chapter five of Pay Me What I'm Worth, How Worth Grows, How to Make Smarter Goals. First and foremost, as you ponder about what has happened to you, do you focus on what has not happened or do you focus on what has happened? It's an important distinction. When you sit down and you quiet your mind, you turn off everything. There's nothing to distract you. You're not multitasking. You're just pondering life. Maybe you have a hot cup of something in your hand or a cool something in your hand, depending on where you live in the world. The first things that come to mind, are they things that you're grateful for, that you're happy about, that you feel blessed to have in your life? Or when, you sit and ponder, do you think this hasn't happened and that hasn't happened and I'm, I miss this and I don't have that? Are, are those the first things that come up when you reflect upon life in general? Which type of, of focus is present in your daily awareness? For many years in my life, before I started actively diving deeper into my spiritual awakening process, for the good first 20 years of my life, I think I was a cup half empty person. I focused on what was missing, what I wanted, what I needed more of, what I set goals to get. I was constantly having a checklist of what did I need? What did I want? And actively going after it and spent very little time savoring my accomplishments. I'd plant my garden. I'd work really hard at my garden. The garden would grow great results. I'd take some of the produce out of the garden and I'd enjoy it. Maybe I'd freeze the rest but I kept adding more and more thinking that I'm somehow one day not going to have it. And one of the more blessings that I savor in life is I began to realize I do actually have more than I'll ever need in my lifetime. And I got to that space by focusing on the fact that there is an abundance around me all the time. I see life now as the cup, not half full, but overflowing. And the easiest way I get into that space is I take a deep breath. I take a really deep breath and I'm conscious of taking that deep breath. And as I take that deep breath, I'm conscious of the fact that our dear beloved planet is producing an abundance of oxygen that I can tap into every second of every day freely. What a blessing that is. And that's just the tip of the iceberg. That's a snowflake coming down a mile above the tip of the iceberg. So lack versus abundance. Where is your focus right now? When you begin to think of what has happened, which is a common healthy thing to do as the new year approaches, Are you more focused on what hasn't happened or what has drained you or caused you to feel drained, or are you focused on those things that energize you and bring life into focus? Which leads us into our second bullet point, healthy versus unhealthy reflections and resolutions. As you've heard multiple times on our journey, I've invited you to stay into That mode of exploring, just explore. Be an explorer. Be curious, like a child. If you ever watch a young child play, they're explorers. A very young child who has yet to click into that analyzing mode. They're explorers. Animals are explorers. Our four-legged in our home, our two-winged in our home, they are explorers. And the nice thing about exploring, done properly, and what I mean by properly, I'll get into it just a second. If you've noticed, really good explorers, uh, they're, they're just simply curious. There is no destination in mind. There is no right or wrong, good or bad, in or out, up or down. There's just what's happening. And so the difference between healthy versus unhealthy reflections and resolutions is the difference between being an explorer and being an analyzer. Healthy reflections are swimming in gratitude. Healthy reflections take stock in what has been or is a blessing, a gift. Healthy reflections tap into exploring how can you share gratitude? How can I share gratitude even more? How can I show my gratitude as I reflect upon what I do? And as I think about how I can show gratitude, actually physically demonstrate gratitude for all that I do have, a natural byproduct is I will become more resolute in being grateful. Did you catch that? The more I focus, the more you focus on what to be grateful for. And I know, gentle listeners, I know what I'm sharing with you right now. I know you've heard this before. I know you have. I I would be amazed that at some point in your life, you have not heard someone somewhere share with you this notion that it's a wise thing to do to be grateful and to practice gratitude. I'm simply watering. Those seeds. I'm simply asking you to wake up those memories of times where you've heard these same words before. Wake them up again so that you can use them again. For unhealthy reflections are often where the analyzer, the judge, the critic, the perfectionist kick in. Unhealthy reflections are filled with thoughts of I'm less than or I'm not enough or I need, I'm lacking or I'm unhealthy. It's this judge and jury, all too ready and quick to deem me unworthy of happiness. To deem me less than worthy of having everything that I sense I need to live a happy, healthy life. Healthy versus unhealthy reflections and resolutions. My suggestion to be always in that healthy state of reflection, tap into gratitude. If you've forgotten what gratitude is, Start there. What does gratitude mean to you? How can you feel, not think? There's two different levels here. There's a big difference between thinking about gratitude and feeling grateful. I feel grateful every time you listen to one of my classes. Because that means somewhere, somehow, my passion to be of service is blossoming once again. All right. Bullet point number 3, creating smart goals. Smart goals. Now again, what I'm about to share with you, I I have a hunch you've heard before. I really do. But just on the off chance that this is new information for you, that's fine. S M A R T goals. Goals are great, but they can also be oh boy. Goals can be the perfect sabotage at this time of year where we're thinking of a new year. Goals can power us up, get us excited and envisioning things that we want to do, but it can also set unrealistic expectations. So that's why we want to create even smarter goals. Here's what smart goals are. First and foremost, be specific. Now that may sound like, Here's a classic example of an unsmart goal. I want to lose weight. That's a nice, broad, generic goal. I want to lose weight. Great. That's fantastic. Now, a specific goal is I want to retire five pounds of unhealthy weight in the next 30 days by drinking more water, getting more rest, and taking at least a one-hour walk every three days. That was specific. I stated how much weight I want to retire. I don't lose weight, ladies and gentlemen. In my program, we look at retiring weight, letting it go forever. You lose it, you'll probably find it again. (laughs) So I was specific. I said how much weight I wanted to retire, how I was going to do it, and when it was going to be accomplished. Specific. That goal also was measurable. That's our next letter, S-M-M, measurable. Goals have to be measurable and measurable in a realistic sense, measurable in a compassionate, kind sense. It's easy to turn measuring of goals into a way to sabotage if I'm constantly measuring by stepping on the scale every five hours on my goal of retiring weight and not seeing that scale budge that measurement can be self-defeating so a measurement that i use for retiring weight is how are my clothes feeling i use tape measures more than i use scales to measure a goal of retiring weight okay next letter sma accountable accountable all right with a goal that you're setting for yourself make it accountable And the best way to make something accountable, make myself accountable, is to tell somebody, I need help with being accountable. Here's how I would like that to work out. I have a goal to retire five pounds within the next 30 days by drinking more water every day, by getting more adequate rest, and by walking at least an hour every three days. So as three days go by, I'm going to walk for an hour. Now, what I would like is would you email me? and ask me how that's working for me or would you call me or would you make sure that when i'm feeling tempted to skip my walk i can call you up and maybe we can walk together what i'm doing there is i'm creating an accountability and i'm inviting people to be part of my process i'm inviting someone i trust and i care for who i have the assumption that they trust and care for me i'm helping them Help me be accountable in ways that are absent of doubt, guilt, shame, and worry. Doubt, guilt, shame, and worry. That's my expertise is ridding life of doubt, guilt, shame, and worry. And oftentimes, steps of becoming accountable can be laden with shame, doubt, guilt, or worry. If becoming accountable means using shame, or guilt, you're adding a cancerous agent into your goal because in my book, shame, guilt, worry, doubt, those things eat away at energy, energy you can use for something else, which leads to our next letter in our S-M-A-R-T, goals are realistic, realistic oftentimes i know i have created a trap for myself that i have created an unrealistic goal and how i've done that is i've not allowed for enough time more often than not to pass so i look at my timeline and i keep things relevant another r word relevant and that last one timeline that's also relevant as well so smarter goals be specific make goals measurable accountable realistic and look at the timeline all right as we gear up for another year i will close with this invitation to respect yourself respect yourself looking into the mirror and seeing a smile back is a good indication you're respecting yourself we'll start there All right, that's it, lecture time is done. Time to get into our conference call classroom. And in class, we're gonna explore more the information that you just experienced in this lecture. I wanna welcome everybody back, those who are simply listening in, thank you for joining us. And as you share for the first time in your class space tonight, make sure you mention your name and if you'd like where you're calling from or some little factoid, So that we can place your name to the voice we covered a lot of ground tonight who would like to kick off their initial response to yeah i've heard that before
1: but (laughs)
0: how about david david you want to kick us off and then you can toss the ball to the next i'd
2: love to thanks i'm david from saint cloud minnesota the first thing that really caught my attention was this notion of focusing on being grateful or just focusing on gratitude and That's been a real practice of mine for the better part of two years now, really consistently every day waking up with, what do I get to feel grateful for today? And then I've naturally swatted my way and just find things like the post-it notes I wrote on tonight, the pen I wrote with. The water jug I use, my nail clipper in front of me. (laughs) I go out of my way to find these things, cool notes that are up on my wall and pictures from my kids and just all kinds of things that I'm eternally grateful for. And also the Mm. relationship I'm grateful for. But here's what's interesting, how it used to be. (laughs) The opposite of that for me, my saboteur, my judge, my inner uh, analyzer. Used to do this instead. I would wake up every morning with, boy, I really shoulda, I coulda, oh, and boy, yeah. if I woulda,
0: and the kicker, but didn't.
3: <laughs>
0: what a coulda, shoulda, what a coulda. But you were didn't. sitting all over yourself, yeah. <laughs> and and uh, it's amazing how my life
2: literally has transformed from making that one simple. It, it's simple. But it ain't easy. <laughs> it does require one key ingredient, and that's letting go. Uh-oh. Yeah, it requires, <laughs> requires letting go, especially letting go of the want to control.
0: <laughs> <laughs> letting go of that yeah. lack mentality, huh? Yeah, oh. exactly.
2: And it's just been amazing to see how the connection between the energy of and the feeling of gratitude is directly connected with just endless abundance.
4: Mm-hmm. Endless.
2: Just endless. <laughs> there, I want to toss it to Ms. Brichetta.
3: Okay. I'm glad that he tossed the ball to me because a lot of his said resonates with me, except I haven't got to the point that he's at yet. I tried to think of a penalty I could do to myself for doing something that I wasn't supposed to do. I call it a bad habit or a, a bad thought or something like that. I'm about to grow broke yeah. because I decided I was going to put $5 in a jar every time I thought of anything that was bad or I did some habit that I'm supposed to try to be breaking. Or So what do I do now? That's my question.
0: Can can I play with you, Bridgetta? Yes. What task that you can do, like a household chore, what task or what's something you know you need to do, but you can't stand doing it? Like, for example, I like a clean bathroom, but do I like cleaning my bathroom? Not necessarily. But for you, is there a task that you know you can do, maybe dusting or organizing something? You know you got to do it. I fix my breakfast,
3: okay? The first thing that happens is I spill the milk, and then I get upset, and I'm not supposed to get upset. My penalty is to put $5 in the jar. I told you I'm going broke. I spill the milk. One thing is because of my handicap, my muscles. The other thing is, because I'm not watching what I'm doing, I'm not focused, I'm not, I don't know how to get all these things into whatever I need to do. Uh, I think we just I found it.
0: Support. We just found what you need, to, but I'll suggest that you might play with. When you're looking for what we call a positive penalty, that's what you're talking about, right? Yes. Yeah. The second you spill your milk, you have to sit there and just take a deep breath.
3: Just
0: one. You can take as many deep breaths as you need to just get (laughs) focused.
3: I got to do something. The milk's running all over the floor. I got to do (laughs) something. So,
0: the more you watch that milk run on the floor, you'll recognize the next time. Pay attention.
3: (laughs) (laughs) What do you think? Just to save time, would you ask everybody to give me some suggestions? Email them to me or Facebook me or something and oh, tell me what
0: they it. think. You're in for it now. I don't care. All right. I, you, I, can take <laughs> const- I can
3: take constructive criticism.
0: Just- All right, team. You just got an open invitation to help Brigetta come up with positive penalties so that she doesn't go broke. I like it.
3: <laughs> I can change it to a dollar, but I would still go broke. I'm talking about big time.
0: Huh? I'm going to toss it to Rick. Just just as we get into the material, what really struck home for you in tonight's lecture?
4: I guess I'm still digesting it. What really struck home for me is, and that keeps striking home for me, is that I have the most wonderful advanced machinery ever produced in the history of the world, and I don't know how to use it properly. Yes. I figured a while back, if I'm not in control of my mind, I'm in control of nothing. Mm-hmm. So I could control my hand, right? I could lift it up and down and it sits there when I'm not using it. But my mind, if I am learning to let it sit there when I'm not using it. That's what really strikes me as an issue for me is that I had all these thoughts and all these external things, running through my mind and I wasn't taking control of my physicality, nor was I taking control of my mind. So Basically I was out of my mind like most individuals are. So as I take more control of my mind and become more aware, I'm feeling more comfortable in myself. And then all the other things in my life just unfold naturally. If you look at nature, a blade of grass isn't really trying that hard to get to its full potential, but humans, uh, I'm fighting it. I don't Mm. need to fight. I will get to my full potential. It's a natural law of nature as long as I learn
0: to be myself. That's what comes Mm. up for me. Mm -hmm. So you're shifting from a lack awareness to an abundance awareness. Is that an accurate reflection?
4: Yeah, without expanding consciousness, what would there be? Because that's what I've always strived for, is just to explore what I don't know, which is much more vast than what I do know, obviously. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Go figure. <laughs> yeah. And I also, the longer that I've been hanging around, I realize all the things that I'm carrying with me, too, that Uh-oh. are physical. F- Memories, mental memories, all these different memories that I don't really need. They're not helping me that much. So I'm learning to let those go, just like David said.
0: So. I love it. Little clearinghouse going on. Woohoo! I'll give all it
4: to right. Cheryl sitting next okay. to me. Aloha.
1: This is Cheryl Aloha.
4: from
1: Hawaii. I guess the biggest thing that popped out and Slap me around a little bit, is how much I used to live in lack. Mm-hmm. David's was a certain thing. Mine was what if.
3: Oh. Rick would always
1: there are no what ifs, but I was always what ifing. Mm-hmm. And since learning more about gratitude, I have been able to live more in abundance and let go of those what ifs. It doesn't matter anymore. It's a total difference. So I guess that would be the biggest thing. Focusing on gratitude just brings everything in life to so much clearer and colorful and the abundance just flows so much better.
0: I hear that. Mahalo for that. Thank you.
5: (laughs) Hi, I am Marsha from Boston, Massachusetts. What I really resonated with is I reflected back to the idea of looking at it from a half-cup aspect, and it's funny because in the past couple of years since I started paying Me What I'm Worth and have been on this journey, I realized that what I'm feeling inside is so much better because I feel happy. I feel that center of peace that David always talks about, no matter what's going on around me. And I imagine that's because I'm feeling so much more grateful. The way I looked at my life before, it's funny, when I think about the material world that I gave up, Today, I'm so happy that I hardly have any material world. In all honesty, I'm so much more happier thinking along the lines of becoming that minimalist where I don't own things and I'm just free. It's it's amazing the difference that I've discovered in myself. That's weird because that was never me before.
0: So you're getting in touch with that power that is buried in the saying that we have heard many times. Less is what? Better. <laughs> yep. Less is more, right?
5: Less is more, yeah. Yeah.
0: It's paradoxical. At the same time, I, I hear what you're saying is how many times have we looked at wanting an abundance of nothing? How does that fit into the game plan in a month where everybody's out, you know, in traffic jams, both on the freeway and in checkout lines around the world? An abundance of nothing and that bringing joy. Now, there is a concept. Wow. Diving into this process, this is a natural time of year to begin reflecting. This is the time of year where... How many of you have gotten at least one or two of the, here's our newsletter, here's what we did for the last year, anybody?
5: I get tons of newsletters in in my email and I don't even have time to read them all.
0: I'm talking about the family and friends who put together, here's our little walk down memory lane, this is what we've done this year, that sort of thing. We get into that mode of reflecting, right?
4: Yeah.
0: Has anybody found themselves comparing their life to anybody else's life when you read those wonderful summaries of the year? All
4: the time. Yeah, sure. Certainly. To see how other people live and what they think is success and what they've been through and what they've accomplished. It's easy to look at other people in society and compare where you've been or what you've done. Yeah. I, I look at all of them some of them I laugh at. So I have a whole variety of responses to each one.
0: Okay. Sounds like you've got a healthy perspective such that you don't get caught up with jealousy or remorse or regret. Is that accurate?
4: Certainly. I have been fortunate enough to be able to know what I wanted in my 20s. I knew I wanted to live in Hawaii. I knew I was gonna live in a surfing community, like an agriculture community. I knew I was gonna live very simply. By the time I was 19 or 20 years old, but I got off track for a while. I'm back on track. I look at uh, most of everyone's accomplishments and goals that I wouldn't want any of them, quite frankly.
0: (laughs) You bring up a very powerful concept, comparing, that often happens when we reflect, yeah? We compare. We compare ourselves to who we were a month ago, a year ago. We com- There's all this comparison that flashes up. Has anybody caught themselves comparing themselves to someone or something recently?
5: No, I only compare myself to myself <laughs> right now. I, I'm just enjoying the inner peace that I'm allowing into my life, and it's making me happy. I'm just feeling it and absorbing it. So, Marcia,
0: you're comparing the more peaceful person you are now to the more chaotic person you were, right?
5: Yeah.
0: Ladies and gentlemen of the jury, is it ever wise at all, ever, unless we're comparing one product to the next to decide on which we're going to purchase? There's a reason to compare when we're making a selection, but when it comes to life in general, is comparison something we really want to do?
5: That means I'm not in the now if I'm actually having to compare. What am I feeling now? (laughs) Exactly. I feel so grateful when I look at everything that's happening around me and that I can feel my peace and my joy. There's nothing to compare it to because I'm feeling it. So,
0: Marcia, it. I'm going to play devil's advocate. There's listeners out there going, you're a whack job, Marsha. How <laughs> can you possibly say that everything's fine? There's people dying, people being raped, people this, people that, the news, the social media, all the crazy going. How can you compare to all of that and tell me you're a peaceful person? <laughs> right? I right.
5: Here we go, my it.
0: What do you have to say to those people?
5: I actually keep my pieces. I look for my balance. I'm centered. I know that I can only do what I can do in my world to help make the world a better place. I don't have control over everybody, what everybody else does. I trust that the world knows what it's doing. I trust that, that whatever's happening is supposed to happen, and it's happening.
0: So that means you're becoming smarter in the way you look at life. Is that true? We talk about smarter goals. As I went through those smarter goals, those steps, those are some pretty common words. We've heard them before. Like I say, I would be quite surprised if anything that you heard about smarter goals is new information. Was there anything new to you when I was walking through SMART? Goals?
5: No, I've
0: heard Uh, all those goals before. uh, Okay. Out of curiosity, Brigetta, you are smarter in the way you are doing things. I hear that in your voice. Does anybody else from Team Seekers, a group that went through the entire pay me what I'm worth journey, 12 months together, and they continue to learn and grow? Would you concur, team seekers, that Brigetta is actually working smarter, not harder? Yes. I concur. Absolutely. Oh, absolutely.
2: <laughs> one of the biggest shifts I've seen Brigetta go through is one of complete dependence on others, to by God, you better be doing right by me or I'm cutting you off of the knees. <laughs> that is such
5: a huge shift.
2: Having come from a background of being a caregiver for folks that had long-term lifelong disabilities, one of the things I've seen so much in and amongst that community is folks really embracing their dependence on other people, on medications, on doctors, on the system, on their coming in, and it's understandable, right? But to see Brigetta stand up and say, Hey, you know what? You're going to be my caregiver. By God, you're going to do it my way or it's the freaking highway.
3: (laughs) That's amazing. (laughs) They got the knife, right?
0: Marcia, you've known Brigetta probably the longest of of us all. What are you noticing about Brigetta working smarter?
5: What I'm noticing is that she actually is not worrying half as much as she used to.
4: Wow. She's
5: re- more relaxed with, hey, if I can't do it, that's okay. But I think that's a reflection of our whole group. We've learned to, to just manage to enjoy the journey rather than force ourselves into something that we're not ready to do or we can't do. And Brigetta is a trooper She's not going to give up on something until she figures it out herself, until she tries to do it.
0: Yeah. What do you think, Bridgetta?
3: That's what I'm wanting to do, but sometimes it backfires on me. <laughs>
0: What, you mean you get bumps in the road? You're the only person on the planet who gets bumps in the road. I'm sorry, Bridgetta. We'll have to work on that. I know my road is always perfectly smooth every minute of every day.
3: I used to, when I woke up, I'd say, oh, Lord, it's morning. Now I try to say good morning, Lord, but about... 15 or 20 minutes after I get up, everything turns upside down. So what do I say then?
0: (laughs) I think that's a perfect segue into my closing call to action. Call to action this week as we prepare to shift out of one year and into a new year is respecting ourselves. When I asked you to respect yourself, what immediately? popped for you? We'll go right down the line. David, Marsha, Rick, Cheryl, and Brigetta. David, when I asked you to respect yourself, not assuming that you're not respecting yourself, but just reminding you to respect yourself, what popped?
2: What popped for me is that what respect myself means is that I, I choose the, the feelings that feel the best in one given moment to the next. I'm conscious of how I feel, and I consciously choose the better feeling thought in any given moment.
0: Can you give me an example? Like, right, like like, right now,
2: I could be talking to sold I could be having really good hot buttered popcorn. And what's the <laughs> better feeling?
5: <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: I'm good to know that I rank a little higher than hot buttered popcorn. This is good. I like it. <laughs> you the catch.
5: What popped for me is that I give myself more time for the things that I enjoy doing. And I am actually drinking more water. And taking better care of myself, I believe.
0: That's respecting myself. <laughs> Excellent. Excellent. Cheryl.
5: Hello.
1: I think what popped for me with respect yourself was don't be so hard on myself. A lot of times I not have as high of opinion of something as others would. So that would be what I would say. Respect yourself, to me,
0: encompassed. Nice. So cut yourself some slack is respecting yourself. I like it. I like it. Now, Rick would not have any understanding whatsoever of that idea. I don't know if he can relate to you at all with that.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Okay. All right. I think for me, it was taking care of the physical part of myself. Mm -hmm. I always thought that I did. But then it goes to respecting myself to take care of the mental aspect and then the spiritual aspect to seek balance. So it's pretty simple. For respecting myself, I think it's like turning off the world sometimes, like most times. Mm. It seems like a, a lot of times people are out of their damn minds. <laughs>
0: and no, they're not
4: conscious, they, they're not even living. Most of the people I know are dead. They walk around living through their phones. We see the kids sitting there and they have no respect for life itself. They don't even know where they are. I think in the primary part of it is to respect myself and respect and recognize the opportunity and the life that I've been given and not to, to sit away.
0: Here. Ms. Brigetta, as you think about the concept of respecting yourself a little bit more, what popped for you? I know what
3: I'm supposed to do to respect myself. It's just hard for me to put it into action. I know that out of all the people in the world, everybody's made different, and I'm very unique because nobody's just like me, and then I want to say, thank goodness, I know that But getting it in my head, I cannot look in the mirror and say that I look good. I cannot think of myself as being special or anything that I was created to be. I don't know what that is. I'm still working on it. If anybody's got any suggestions, give me that too. I'm open for
0: suggestions. (laughs) So Brigetta's task is... Compassion. Got it. All right. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for sharing what really popped for you there because we're now at our halfway mark. As of next week, we're at the sixth of our 13-week journey. Our 13th episode is really more of a a party celebration on Valentine's Day itself. So I'm just going to put a little place the date out there on Valentine's Day. We're just going to get together and share some love. Our next episode, we're at the halfway mark, and I'm curious, as we begin to wrap up, what's happening for you on this Holiday Blues Busters series, uh, Summation? Rosetta, as you think about your journey that you've taken with us over the past few weeks, anything in particular come to mind? Yes, I'm learning a lot.
3: It's just I've got to, I've got to put in practice what I'm learning, and, uh, and sometimes I just don't know how to get started. I, reflecting on the things we, we talked about. it was good. I enjoy it. Uh, like I said, I'm not focused.
0: So what I'm hearing you say is this journey is helping you become more aware and then balancing oh, your own oh, oh. I have no doubts. As your teammates have already just shared with you, they've seen significant growth. Though you may not see it, they see it. As you reach <laughs> out more for help, I have no doubts new friends will be coming into your circles.
4: Yeah,
3: I know. I need... To be a friend, you have to make friends, you have to be a friend to have a friend, and I know that's uh, probably one of my problems, and I know that I need to show more gratitude. See, I know all of these things, but
0: Just time. Deep breath, and I'm afraid I have to move on to Cheryl. Cheryl, what's coming out for you on this journey? What seems to be working, what's not working, what's helpful, what's not helpful?
1: I guess I would just have to say that I'm very grateful for the series because I enjoy getting together with everybody and hearing everybody's different perspectives on things and all of the good pointers that we've been covering to de-stress for the holidays. I know that it really helps me put up with all of these crazy drivers. Just wait and Thankful that I have a car, that I am traveling to work. I'll get there when I'm going to get there.
0: So it's helping you keep the stress levels down. All right, woohoo!
4: Sweet. Yeah. For me, I this has been one of my better holiday seasons. I've been able to interact with all the jovial, jump up and down, Jesus is coming people, and <laughs> I, that's what their thing is, right? Uh, and their apocalyptic attitude and stuff like that. I've been able to interact them with grace and with gratitude and with love, and I've been able to use that as a teaching platform, because that's what all mm-hmm. visions of the world have not been able to teach compassion and build right. at that. And the compassion is going to be taught through us, right? Not through religion. And it really separated everybody, but it's made me more joyous in that it doesn't affect me as much anymore. I enjoy going out there and watching them and smiling and laughing. So it's helped me a lot with that. Thank you.
0: So if I'm hearing you correctly, this series is helping you just let go. Yeah. Sweet. Miss Masha.
5: Absolutely. This series has helped me to reflect. And I actually love the whole me that's coming out, even though there's a lot of things that I'm doing right now. I'm in my peace. I'm calm. I'm centered. I'm not worried if my day doesn't go as planned. And I love that feeling because I feel more that spirit inside me is just saying it is just there it's just there for me all the so time if
0: if the Marsha of five years ago was looking at the Marsha of today what would the Marsha <laughs> of five years ago be thinking
5: oh my gosh I'd be throwing the, the phone at the wall i would be- <laughs> I'd be bitching and moaning about why am I having to do this and, oh yeah, it's completely different now. I, I am a completely <laughs> changed Marsha. So much more calm and centered. Thank goodness.
0: <laughs> Woo-hoo. Now, where have we heard that calm and centered and peaceful before? Let me think. Oh yeah, DHP!
1: Yeah!
0: Put the popcorn down. Put the popcorn down. You
2: know, I've been restrained. Talk with soul first. To have some popcorn second. Yeah. Not good. <laughs> I'm, it, for me, there's just a ditto, a reflection from what Marsha and Rick have said tonight. That's been just really a powerful experience for me. But that's been happening over this entire course for me. It's been a one reaffirmation after another and a strengthening, a, a strengthening of inner peace, a strengthening of balance. Those are like my henchmen. <laughs> Peace <Yeah. and> <laughs> I'm looking forward to more of that.
0: <laughs> as always, I am just delighted that you're all taking this journey. And for those just listening in and just absorbing this as you're listening, we can continue the conversation very easily by leaving comments in the comment box. Week five. <laughs> Concluding, reflections, resolutions, and respect. I encourage you just to follow up on that last word, respect yourself more. As we get into week six, the tipping point of our series, we're going to look at the New Year kickoff a week before New Year's. We're going to get into how to have a wonderful New Year with far less doubt, guilt, shame, and worry. So be sure to tune in or register for the class so that we can dive in even deeper with you here with us. All right, that's it. I look forward to seeing you in class. Aloha. (laughs) Are you suffering from worth decay? Here's how you know you might be suffering from worth decay. If you think or feel worthless because of your age, health, finances, or your looks, guess what? You're suffering from worth decay. For those who really want to end Worth Decay, you'll call and register to be part of our unique self-paced program. Call 312-268-0000 to learn more about this program.